everything else. Ooh, the power is surging so much I must put on these sunglasses to withstand the energy from our mighty friend, Gil Hodges. Gil Hodges from Ecclesia Rising, Kingdom Talks Media, from the Kingdom Talks, all across the internet, shaking the foundations and fabric of space and time. Gil, can you hear me okay? We, uh, I can hear you here? just fine. Awesome. Looks like everything is... Everything is going according to plan. All so, right. So, as is famous, whenever I work with Gil, I we always had like a million uh, technical setbacks because the enemy does not want you to know what he's going to share today. But <laughs> um, now that we're live, we're um, doing about five different things at the same time. I think it's a, it's appropriate because I titled this "The Many Realms of Gil Hodges." Who is the man? Who is this mysterious individual that peruses the kingdom realms and shares all these things, but is so humble? You're always promoting other people, which is a sign of true greatness. <laughs> I want to get down to some of it. your stories, but first of all, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, I'm uh, enjoying a, um, enjoying the the light at the end of the tunnel, where you know a lot of things have been happening, a lot of things have been in the works and um now i'm starting to see them come together got a conference coming up uh in november that we're finally getting that put together and just a lot of a lot of good things but um yeah just overall you know i, I look at uh, the challenges in, of life as just the opportunities to level up and i've got a few of those going too so it's all good so you you always take on more than you can handle i think anybody normally could handle you can handle it but um I'm just wanting to get into some of your stories of the spirit. We'll, I guess we'll just kind of <coughs> moosey on into that. But um, so you guys moved from California to Colorado uh, just in time for everything to burn down. And uh, Yes, and in time before COVID hit, yep. And before the lockdowns. Um, <laughs> and We got out just in time. What I understand about your ministries that you were doing before is like super ultra- um, facilitating other ministries, but also having really powerful house church style coaching, team working, and of course, you know, mystic ascending type of meetings, which I've been to a few of those actually, but I've rarely gone to any physically. How has your kind of style and life changed since leaving California and now like you're handling so many different people that probably most of them you've never met physically, including me? But, um, right, I mean, right. Can yeah. you guys still have that like nice, cozy house churchy kind of? We actually or... do, and we we joke about it now. We call it the underground church because uh, <laughs> number one, we don't even like calling it church anymore. You know, it's just gatherings of people. Um, but uh, we call it the underground church because it's in our basement, and that was something that uh, um, you know, when if you watch us on Sunday mornings, I mean, we're we're live every Sunday at ten thirty a.m. mountain time and we uh we believe in bringing the body together and so yeah we started in in sacramento and father just gave us these downloads that as we're moving into this next stage that it's no longer about the the speaker that stands up in front and tells you how to believe and what to believe and what to do and what not to do but rather you know that's a very limiting model extremely limiting model because that speaker can only have and hold so much knowledge and wisdom and download 
but we believe that we're stepping into the time and it's taken people, you know, some, some, you know, it's a shift for people to get into this mode to understand that you are valuable. Each and every person is valuable. And so we're looking for that. We're, we're trying to draw out all the people. It's the body that is important and the body is going to bring so much more to the table than um, just one person can. And I don't care how intelligent that person is or how charismatic that person is. It will not be as powerful as it can be if we involve the entire body. So that's our goal when we're doing our small groups, our immersion retreats. Uh, we're actually going to start another one called uh, rec uh, Restoration Experience. Uh, that'll be a one-week intensive where we're all about getting together and doing the stuff, not just preaching, teaching, and talking about the stuff. And so it's really taken our our you know spiritual journey you know up you know notches uh a lot faster than we were going before so i guess i'd say it that way well it's <clears throat> obvious that you were being spirit-led when uh you started to just pick up this whole internet um church <laughs> thing which i know it's not church but not church i'm just gonna call it internet not church fellowship. right <laughs> um, like trying not to trigger people uh but it was it was kind of it, i remember back in 2018 feeling like you know is this really church like are we really allowed to just do this online like aren't we it's like not really healthy not to go to these <coughs> physical churches but every time i went i just didn't feel really close to god I, I felt like i was performing for people and um at least here you know we're literally performing you know you're putting out this <laughs> Video not a show and yeah and it's going out to as many people as you can so it is kind of an honest thing um, yeah but at yeah. the same time it turns into fellowship like i look at our chats and we have all these well we will i think have all these people that just want to meet each other and you never know you might even find your future special somebody uh in there <laughs> not if you're already married though just telling you but right um, yeah yeah i think people are really lonely and they need to kind of find their tribes and so you're really, really doing that. And it's obviously now like even all the biggest names out there have to do Zoom calls for their fellowship. Yeah. Their yeah. Meetings. Well, and, and uh, you know, actually seeing everybody do Zoom calls for their conferences as well. Uh, it's um, it's a it's a different time we're living in. That's for sure. You know, we were already online. Like you said, we were already online. That was part of uh, the mandate the father gave me. Uh, but good part of that came through you because you were our first experience of doing anything like this when you, when you called us up and said, uh, and I, and I still remember, and I, I've told this story before, but I remember getting your text. And when you said you were from fringe radio and I knew who fringe radio was and I texted you back and I said, you think we're that radical? And, and you texted back and said, I have it on good sources that you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, that was He's the man. That was the beginning. He connected us. So that's, but then you guys, I actually, I mean, how many people have we tried to get started and they just kind of floundered off or, or they just, you know, said, you guys are so, bleh. your doctrine is meh or whatever. I thought the mystic realm was really fringe. I honestly have always felt like that. Like fringe people tend to get t into the end time too much, but they don't have that direct connection to God. So, Maybe we can yeah. talk about that. Like, how did you start to, I mean, I've heard parts of your testimony scattered around different interviews that you've done, but at what point yeah. did you begin to start to basically enter into what, what is 
most popularly known as mystic christian realm uh it you know honestly wasn't that long ago i guess uh i would say i had a bent though toward it all you know most of my life but to actually start where we began making the shift because i was a pastor of a very conservative denomination for years and so for me to get to where i'm at now that definitely took some transition time but in 2017 february 2017 we had robert henderson come out and he taught on the courts of heaven and some of the people that came to that conference that we did, um, they were telling us that, you know, about Ian Clayton and all these other people. We'd never heard of them. I went to an Ian Clayton conference then, I think within the same month, within 30 days. He was uh, not far away. So we went and saw him. Okay. And honestly, I wanted nothing to do with him after that because I was still stuck in my religious spirit and paradigm. And so much of that stuff went against it. I was like, I am done with this guy. I want nothing to do with this. But, you know, in that week afterwards, while I was home, literally father just gave me this download. And he, he asked me this question. He said, do you want to continue being a skeptic and miss out on what I have for you? Or do you want to begin exploring? And so literally at that point, I had to, I, I did, I had to make a decision and I made a decision to stop being a skeptic and start being open to receiving, not, not like an open mind of just receiving everything. But what I began to do is just take whatever came my way. And if it didn't make sense to where before as a skeptic, I would have just thrown it out and get rid of that. But instead, I kind of just had this spiritual warehouse that I put it in. And I put it there. And if father wants to bring it back out and show me how it fits somewhere, that's all good. But I'm just going to put it there. I'm not going to throw it out. So I'm not going to poo poo it and all that but I'm going to just set it there so father can bring it out when he wants to. And that was literally the beginning of me stepping in and starting to have these experiences where I began to engage with the father Yes. and just understand that Jesus Christ, he is the door. He is the way into the heavens and that we can step in, in him and through him into the heavens because we are already seated with him in heavenly places, not place, but places, right. and that we're told to come boldly before the throne. And once you begin doing this and operating in this way and realizing who you are, and that's the big thing is by doing this, we step into a whole new level of identity, understanding who we are in Christ. And you can't get there without engaging father on a regular basis. And so by stepping into the heavens on a regular basis and engaging with him, you all of a sudden begin to realize who you are and you can literally approach the throne, the father with boldness. And the reason is because you are meant to be there. You're supposed to be there. You belong there. Amen. And so many other people approach it with this timidity because they don't realize who they are and they don't realize, no, you're supposed to be there. That's right. And so that, that again, that's what began the journey and it just began to grow from there. Well, it's like that that meme I posted kind of facetiously um, maybe wasn't the wisest thing, but some people can look at God and see like, hey, it's OK. Come here. I love you. But then if you change the words, it might look like you suck. You're not worth anything. Get away from me. Depending on your perspective on who God is, a lot of people are out there fighting for they think for black people. But BLM just came out and said, we're Satanists. Of course, we're going to try to destroy everything. So wow. we've got some people listening live. DD59, awesome word. Christy Johnson and Marathon. Danny Morano, bless you guys. Hi. 
And uh, we have Kimberly Wood on YouTube. Thank you for joining us. She says, good move going to Colorado. She's there in, in during the, the smoke in Portland. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, we got people moving from different places in the country to join us here. Because, um, wow. you know, one of the things that we're doing is we're, we're, we have a vision for a kingdom equipping center. Yes. Where we want to engage with people, teach them who they are, how they, how, you know, what father has for them and then send them back out to do the work that they're called to do. You know, we, you know, you've noticed now long enough that I will promote people that are doing God's work, period. Yes. And, um, you know, we want to promote anybody and everybody who has a calling and we want to get them trained and equipped. So we're, the plan is to build a center here and it is somewhat in, in motion already, but we've got people moving here from different parts of the country, Portland being one of them, Portland area. We've got a couple moving here. Um, and, and anyway, it's just, it's just absolutely wonderful because there will be a core group that will be here that will help do the training and equipping. But um, you know, the whole idea is to shift this mindset and get away from, you know, the, the superstar, um, you know, teacher, preacher, uh, staying behind the pulpit and everybody else being spectators, right. moving from that and getting into the place where we are all engaged. Um, exactly. We're going to uh, move our Wednesday night news. We used to do Wednesday night news. We're actually going to shift that and move it into Ecclesia's and uh, just do, we're going to do a little bit of teaching on the Ecclesia to, to help people understand how powerful it is. And then we're actually going to do it. So we'll take maybe a news item, but a world item that needs to be dealt with. And we'll take it to the father as the Ecclesia to see how he wants us to deal with it. And we'll be doing that live every Wednesday, uh, starting at six o'clock mountain time. And one thing I can say too to our audience too, that maybe they're like, wow, more mystic people doing this. We need more, not less. Like we need absolutely people like Ian, they, they really carried the torch to push this into the realms that now it's accessible. Now you can see this is real. Like for me too, I wasn't totally sure about Ian's, testimony which is really just the ability to do what you just said going into the realms of the kingdom and until yeah. ran smack dab into ian in taiwan one day the holy spirit literally just led me with with out of billions sweet, of people sweet savor <laughs> of god's presence just like you know where you just like i don't even know i was praying or anything i just kind of was like i'm gonna walk over here now oh it feels really good to sit here oh this is good oh oh there's ian clayton oh my gosh and then I knew that God was telling me that this was his ministry was real. Building on that, yeah. what are you guys experiencing as you go up? Tell us some of the wacky, wild, crazy sounding details of like, what have you been well, discovering up there? You know, I, I thought it was interesting because I was listening to your interview with uh, um, Neville Johnson's son. Uh, what was Mark his name? Johnson. Yeah. Mark Johnson. I was listening to that a little bit today, and, and I think I heard him say something about you know, we need to be careful that we're not um, conjuring up, you know, and and I would agree with that. And one of the things that is so different about what we're doing, number one, you know, we're invited to do it. I mean, it's all over in scripture. Um, we have a an online, you can call it a mystical course if you want to, but it's the ultimate impact course. And it's all about you having your ultimate impact in the earth and understanding who you are. And it, it teaches in there, we teach that you know, number one, there's tons of scripture that that tells that we're supposed to be doing this. Okay, so yeah. we should have been doing it all. You know, since Jesus came, He opened up the way and He opened up the door for us to do it. And 
So when we go up, it's always going to the Father first. So we make the choice to step into the spirit realm. Um, the spirit realm, either we believe it or we don't, but I believe that the spirit realm is more real than this realm. This is all going to burn. It's all going to fade away. It's all going to you know, decay. You know, this is very weak. The spirit realm is there and it's there to stay. So I believe it's very real. And our imagination to me is, uh, the imagination is a weak word to use because it actually is only, that, that word only describes a function of our spirit without admitting that there is a spirit. So I just call it, we step into the spirit. We, we focus on our spirit and where we're at. So once we focus on our spirit and where we're at, we've made that choice to adjust our focus to shift our focus into the spirit realm. And once we do that, we're not conjuring up anything. Now, there's some people that will say we're using our imagination. And in some ways, that's true. But, you know, we're made in the image of God. We are a partaker of the divine. If we're made in his image, and Jesus said we're going to do greater things than he did, and Jesus created the universe. Okay, so there's some creation ability that we have. And when you think about it, there's nothing that exists that didn't start in someone's imagination or spirit first. That's right. Starts there, and then it becomes a, a physical thing. So when we go into the spirit, we're making the choice to go there. But I can tell you, those of us who are doing it and doing it on a regular basis, we know that when we step in, from there, it's it's we're on the journey. We're seeing what's going on. We're you know again, somebody could say we're making it up, but I don't. It, there's a difference where I'm trying to push something and make it happen. In fact, I just, I went up to my cabin uh, a few weeks ago just to have some time away. And I, yeah. and I get there and I'm, I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, father, let's, let's, let's go, let's go, let's go. And nothing was happening. Nothing was happening. And I'm journaling at the same time. I said, father, why can't I get anything to happen? And he, he immediately came back and says, because you're trying to make something happen. Wow. And the, the, the Hebrew talks about being able to just let it bubble up. So it's from a place of rest that we're able to enter in and then it, the flow takes over and it really does. And again, those who are doing this know that once we're in, it's the flow. We're not, you know, we're not trying to make anything happen. And especially when we do it in a group, it's really powerful. That's where I, I really like Neville's and his son's approach and your approach too. And a lot of our different friends around the world doing a great job bringing bringing honor to the kingdom and, and bringing more people in that otherwise would not be interested in this stuff because yeah. there's this Bible that like, if you ever lose sight of like, what is the truth? I forgot. You just go to the Bible and read it until you make a breakthrough. Is my yeah. audio really low? I don't need to be talking, but I'm just like, Guys, it sounds good us, on my help end. Us out here. I don't know how everyone else is receiving I'm turning it, but... everything up as far as it can go, but the bar is still pretty low. Well, hmm. Gil, talk about some of the stuff that you're seeing in there because we're all here big fans of the spirit. You know, we have DD is is concurring and and uh talking about waiting prayer in agreement. Um, yeah. What are, what kind of stuff would you say really is like this is God or that isn't God. Like when you when you finally stop trying and, you know, there's so many things that you're working on, so many projects, but what's the point of it all? It's to go and connect with the Lord. So exactly. when you're actually there appearing before him. Tell us some of the things that he's been showing you. Well, some of it is uh, some of it, you know, some people would would say is. Um, 
you, you you definitely have to say it's it's extra biblical you know so so a lot of this stuff and i guess i i would have to say you know this is a bible i love the bible it's it's absolutely the word of god at the same time it is crazy for us to think that an infinite eternal all-knowing god is contained right here you know that to me is craziness that we would ever believe that so he is so much more than this this is definitely his word but there's so much more so and actually i've i've shared this i have a teaching on it i taught it years ago but you know the, the fivefold and the apostolic um yes you know a lot of people say it's going to be done away with and so forth but um it will be done away with when everyone reaches maturity and we all reach unity okay but until then it's still here but i, I you know i did a teaching where we talked about um or where i talked about that when Jesus came to, or when the disciples came to Jesus, and he and he said, upon this rock, he said to Peter, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, my ecclesia. Yes. And we all think he's talking about, you know, Peter, and the, you know, the Catholic Church builds this whole thing around Peter, the first pope, and and all that. But when you really read that in context, what Jesus was saying, the rock that the church was going to be built on was actually the fresh rhema, the fresh revelation that was just given to Peter. Oh, wow. So the church was meant to go forward on fresh rhema, fresh revelation. But instead, you know, around 300 AD or whatever, um, you know, the, the powers that be got together and said, this is the Bible. We're canonizing it. And there is no more. And unfortunately, I think that was one of the worst things we could have done for our growth in the spirit because many people have just limited our knowledge and understanding of God to this word. And we've thrown out the rhema and the fresh revelation. Indeed. So that fresh revelation comes when we're engaging with the father in the heavens. So I absolutely can't say it enough that all of God's people have been meant to go into the heavens and engage with the father. And so when we went as an ecclesia, for instance, we went as an ecclesia to see if we could deal with the fires in California two years ago, might've been three years ago, might've been three years ago. We went to deal with the fires and we went to the father and the father said, leave it alone. What? We're like, what? <laughs> Were you going to say something? No, I was just like surprised. <laughs> Yeah. God said, we, don't, we were too. don't pray for the fires in California. That's like, that goes against my Facebook doctrine. So that's, that's the whole point because as Christians, we think with, you know, if we've been a Christian for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, we think we know best, right? But I guarantee you father knows better. And Jesus said he never did anything unless he saw his father doing it. So if he were, if he was our example and we're supposed to do that, then I, I think it'd be smart for us to do it ourselves. So we went to the father to see what we could do about the fires, thinking we would get instruction and, you know, some power and authority. Yeah. And all of us got the same thing, leave it alone. And it wasn't just us. There were other wow. groups and we literally, we went to the UK that year to um, uh, a meeting of other hubs of other Ecclesia groups. And there were other Ecclesia groups there and some of them with some very big names in them. And they said from up front, we went to engage the fires in California. And the father said, leave them alone. Oh, wow. So that was worldwide that multiple groups of ecclesias got the same message to leave those fires alone. Now, he didn't 
Now, at the same time, the Father began to teach us while we were in the heavens. He began to teach us the difference between holy fire and unholy fire. And, uh, you know, we got a ton of education through that whole process. Um, it, was, it was really incredible to, to do that. Now, when I've gone on my own, I, I begin to see things that, you know, I haven't shared with but just a handful of people. And um, I, I, I need to write, wait for the right moment to see how we can segue into some of that. But that's OK. We I have a few say, questions here. I can I can. Um, OK, yeah. Let's uh, based do that. on what you were just saying. Yeah. Um, Kimberly Wood, do you believe it was God's righteous judgment? And it could have been. Now, the one thing that we did pray for during for those fight, we prayed for the people. We prayed for the safety of the people. Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to say we did not get an answer. I don't we didn't even ask that question. Father didn't volunteer that question. There may be a lot of people that would feel that's what he was doing. But at the same time, um, I, I'm not so sure that I, I actually believe that, you know, father's out to get us and, and wants to do that. Now, there are consequences. Obviously, there are consequences to our actions. So uh, and that, that definitely could be the case. I mean, I'm not going to say one way or the other. Mr. Oliva says maybe he had somebody else praying for it. And That's very true. On Twitch, he allows very those true. things to happen. Yep. Welcome. And Catherine we definitely weren't the only Orange ones ascending. To... Sorry, go ahead. No, that's fine. Go ahead. Just, I'm just welcoming the people coming in. Um, all right. Well, we're going to, I guess, keep sifting through all the business talk and all the ministry stuff. And, I mean, I'm the same way. It's like... Well, we got this new live stream working, but then that thing happened, and then we went to the Trump rally, but then we got the thing going, and then I met today or do. And then it's like, wait, what about the cool stuff? Like, what about what we do when we finally get to hang out with Jesus? And like yeah. Mark Johnson was sharing some oh. of his visions, Jesus just gave him these like flash burst pictures of the future, and it had to do with people, Christians stepping into their real true destiny mis missionary or ministry yeah but it was like they were fighting nephilim and aliens and going on spaceships and i'm just like what tell me more please <laughs> and he was just like it, he waited until like we were already almost done to start dropping these bombs so that's the kind of stuff where i believe you need to get if you're not trained up if you haven't been through a ministry training school you need to go and get some training with gil and his lovely wife and his awesome team um okay get on there this get is... on there and but the goal is dude we're gonna be using lightsabers bruh we're gonna be slaughtering goliaths and nephilim and clone armies and you know you name it okay i got i got i got a something to share uh, if you don't mind it'll take me a little bit of time to set it up though is that okay yes yes Guys, just hold down the so, comments. Karen, I see you there. Just we're gonna let Gil lay it all out. You got well, the mic, brother. You've had Chris Carter on the show, right? Have you? Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if he shared about the ages, but you know, the ages to me are such a powerful understanding that we need to know because we are in one of those transitions, and there's only been three or four of them since uh, you know the world was created, this creation anyway. And one of those transitions was Adam and Eve coming out of the garden. And then the next transition, which you get about 2000 years later, and each of these transitions are timed. They're timed by the stars in the sky. God put the stars there. The devil didn't do it. He has no power to do that. So understand that. 
every 2000 years or so, there's a shift in the ages. You know, Adam and Eve coming out of the garden, uh, that was kind of a, a negative thing, you know. But then you've got the next shift with Abraham where he, um, you know, is, is willing to sacrifice his son and he brings in a new age. And that new age is the, I'm, I'm just going to, can I use the terms? Is it okay if I use the terms um, from the Zodiac? <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, okay. the, the Bible actually kind of uses that it, too. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. The Maseroth is the Hebrew name for the Zodiac. And Zodiac simply means in Greek, circle of animals. <laughs> That's all it means. You know, it's not some woo-woo thing. And again, God put the stars in the sky, and there have been plenty of books written that talk about the gospel and the stars, and it's all there. The story of the gospel is in the stars already. But the thing that most people don't focus on or look at is the shifting of the ages. And it gives a whole new paradigm and understanding of even Jesus when he was speaking about in the age to come, or Paul when he's talking about the age to come. They're not talking about when we all go to heaven they're talking about the next age that they were shifting into. So you got a shift with with uh, Adam and Eve. You got a shift with Abraham, and then you have a shift with Yeshua, and we are now in another shift. Wow! So each one of these shifts have what uh, you know Chris Carter calls transitionaries. Abraham was the transitionary for you know that one. Jesus was the transitionary for the one. Now, it, you know Chris Carter will tell you, and, and you just you know study it. And you'll see that these cosmic doors, these cosmic shifts of one age to the next. So Gemini was Adam and Eve, two people. Okay. That's the symbol of Gemini. Oh, Kind of wow. interesting, right? Yeah. Okay. So then the next one is um, um, uh, Taurus, which is the bull. And if you read through history from Adam to Abraham, there was a lot of bull sacrifice. You know, the, right. sac the sacrificial animal was the bull for the most part. Yes. But then Abraham brings in the ram or the sheep. Okay. And what is the symbol for that age? Aries, which is a ram, a sheep. And for 2,000 years, you have that season. And then um, Jesus comes along, and what do they start talking about? What becomes the symbol of Christianity? It's fish. Where did they find the, the tax you know, coin? In the fish. How, who, who did Jesus hire to help him as disciples? Fishermen. You know, it's fish, 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 fish. That's because right. they were moving into the age of Pisces the two fish. And um, so anyway, this is, it's fascinating to me as one door closes, the other one begins to open, but there's usually an event that takes place where everybody says, wow, that last season is closed. We're on to the next. Okay. With Jesus, that, that was the destruction of the temple of Jerusalem because when the temple was destroyed, it's like the sacrificial system was done. It was over with that system of how God's people worshiped him was done. And it was time to move on to the next one. Now, I, I hope I don't tick a lot of people off, but we're oh, no, in a we're shift fine. right now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, So we're in a shift right now, and I don't know what better symbol we could have had than to have the entire world of all churches worldwide shut down over Passover, passing over. They were all shut down during that season. What better sign do we need to say, ah, oh, the church age is closed? And now we're moving into the kingdom age. Or if you want to use Pisces, we're moving into Aquarius. What does Aquarius, the symbol of that? You have a man who's pouring water back in. Right. There's so many things in scripture that, you know, Jesus says to the disciples, go find the man who's carrying water. You know, men back in those days didn't carry water. You mean Aquarius. Aquarius. Yes. Yeah. What did I say? You said Pisces, but 
Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, we're moving I'm married from to a Pisces. Pisces. My mom's Aquarius. a Pisces, and my mother-in-law's a Pisces, so I'm, I think about Pisces a lot. <laughs> but Aquarius, yes, I remember yeah. talking about that. Yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. So we mo- we're moving into the age of Aquarius, and the question is, well, who are the transitionaries? Right. Right. And and I got more to say on the Hebrew Passover, Pentecost, and and Tabernacles because that's coming up. That's coming up here in just a few days. We're beginning to move into that season, but um, oh no, kidding! Yeah, we're getting. I mean, no, there's there's some cool things coming, but um, so we're moving into this age of Aquarius, or the age of the kingdom, and as far as I'm concerned, that church age door is shut. Wow. We need to get away from this, you know, person behind the pulpit telling everybody how to believe, what to believe, and everybody else being spectators. And we right. need to step into our place in the body as the ecclesia to begin going up into the heavens, see what father's doing and bring the kingdom into the earth. And we got a thousand years to do that. Oh, (laughs) and we're just starting. We're just starting. But you know, the other thing that happens in that thousand years, if you read scripture, you know, old Testament, it says, uh, you know, someone would be considered cursed if they only lived to be a hundred years old. Yes. So we're getting our longevity back. I believe we're going to get it back authentically through spiritual technology. In other words, engaging in the heavens. And we got all kinds of ways to engage with your perfected self, which is in Christ and to Colossians 2.10. Engage with your perfected self so that you can heal thyself. Scripture says that. Yes. And, but you're doing it with technology that the Father is opening up to us in this next age as we're going through. So I say all that to kind of come back to um, who are the transitionaries? You were asking, what are some of the things we've seen? This was one of the things that probably blew me away. This was during one of our Ultimate Impact courses. We have group meetings where we get together as the Ecclesia. And we started having revelation of these beings that were coming in to the, to the courtrooms, to the uh, cathedral area, not cathedrals, but they're more like um, in the heavens on, on the top of some of these mountains are like these volcanoes, but they're they're like um, coliseums and so we were in one of these coliseums and these beans started coming down uh coming out and you know it's it kind of funny they to me they look like white king chess pieces you know chess you know the game chess like some of the the, the white kings you might see they some of them look like that they were kind of translucent okay and when they'd open up their chests inside were swirling the seven spirits the seven spirits of god all the the different colors of the rainbow and then they close back down we start asking well who are these what are these and they began to reveal themselves and called themselves the first ones oh and we're wow. like what are the first ones because <laughs> we'd never seen anything like this before never even heard anyone talk about them but the first ones the father showed us that these were some of the first created beings ever, 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 ever. And there's only a very few of them. And they were not, they weren't, they're not even around here for the most part. The only one that was actually here. And again, this may tweak a little people, you know, some people a little bit, but, but the only one that we have ever seen or heard about, and it comes in scripture was Melchizedek. Okay. And he, he was one of the first ones. And he was the only one that actually had interaction with humans. But all these first ones were coming from their different dimensions. And they were coming, not all of them, but many of them were coming here. 
and they're here to help us in the spirit realm because that's where all the action's at. <laughs> I know, yeah. That's where it matters. You know, if we deal with things in the spiritual realm first, stuff here in the physical will begin to work itself out. Not that we don't do anything in the physical. We do have stuff that we're assigned to do, but but that these beings are coming in order to help in the transition and that we need to be, you know, looking for them and watching for what they're doing as well, because they're here to help in the transition, to get us out of the church age, the spectator stuff, and get us into action in the ecclesia as to where we're actually bringing kingdom into the earth. I love the idea of that Colosseum slash cathedral on the top of those spiritual mountains. So it seems like you guys have found a place to receive some pretty awesome uh, arrivals. Like think like the top of um, that mountain in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, except not Devil's uh, Tower, yeah. but actually Devil's like Tower, yeah, God's God's people. Um, yeah, I don't want to just I don't want to distract you or um, take you away from where you were going with that. I just want to say amen and let you know everybody's really excited. Uh, both on on our Twitch feed, you've got Olua Fegumi saying it's really great to be here for Board Guy. Welcome. We got Tony Floyd, Spirit Warrior. He, uh, I'm sure he would like to hear more about the Colosseums because he, he sees those a lot too. <laughs> um, it's like we're watching the news all day, you know, dealing with, in, in a way, important things, info war, politics, yeah. taking care of those kids that are underground, which are the... Yeah. But that's just the energy source of the enemy's realm. If we were to focus more on the kingdom realm, I think you might even find that there are some specific echelons of angels sent out to even comfort those that Absolutely. are in those underground cages and dungeons. And I mean, I think this is, this is where you want to be guys. <laughs> you want to learn yeah. how to do what Gil is talking about. So continue from there. Like that was excellent. Did you finish that point or did you want to? Well, there's more to it for the, for the uh, physical side. Okay. Um, that again, so we're in a, if you go back to Jesus's day. Okay. So on Passover, you know, they crucified him. You know, so this is a change of an age, okay? So, you know, in my opinion, the change of the age actually took took place. The door was actually closed, and the other one started to open up, or the other one, you know, really took effect, I should say. It was already opening up, but it really closed when Jesus was crucified because that sacrificial right. system was done. It no, more, no longer had a validity to it. So, but on that week, Passover week, Jesus is crucified, and then comes Pentecost where they receive the Holy Spirit. Yes. And those were two extremely powerful things that took place at the transition between the ages. So I believe that God has his time, season, stars in the sky for a purpose. And that purpose is not gone at all. And so, again, here we have we're in the transition of an age. And on Passover, all the churches shut down. Now, the other thing that we noticed was that when Jesus came did everybody say, hey, the Messiah is here. It's, you know, it's a grand, grand entry. You know, he, they missed him for the most part, especially the leaders missed him. He was right there and they missed him. So I tend to lean very, very strongly toward the idea that as we are moving into what is probably the most significant age of this entire creation, that God in his upside down kingdom brings everything in even more subtly. So I believe on Passover that, excuse me, that on Pentecost, we began to receive a new level of sonship 
that we that that's what creation is waiting for are the for the sons to arise you know and to recognize who we are and that i believe that he began to pour out a new level of sonship onto his people on, over pentecost now do do we know that for sure no we have to receive that by faith because what's coming next now is feast of tabernacles emmanuel god with us so what's going to happen there number one i believe it's probably going to still be very subtle but one of the most powerful transitions of all creation i think is going to take place in these next few weeks and so i mean this is a great time to be alive and we are going to have to be willing and able to receive something that feels so subtle but it's christ in us at a whole new level as we become mature sons and that we begin the fulfillment of um ephesians 4 verse 11 through 16 where it talks about you know that eventually we won't need the fivefold because there's a maturity that comes where all of us you know reach a maturity of christ and we all begin to walk in a unity of faith. So that's what I believe is happening. And we are like right there. It's funny that we use that term fivefold. I was just thinking about how Jesus never said fivefold, but he does talk about 50fold and then 100fold. <laughs> and when what everybody's talking about right, right now is 5G, the arrival of 5G. Uh. What about moving through the folds of god's realms and ministries blazer says he's fought in the arena battles um we've got adam adam starseed saying the upside down kingdom that is a good quote and he won't hey, adam. understand love you man good to yeah. see you <laughs> and uh the question is who is giving the god known as aquarius the kingdom of earth interesting new ruler takes control of the heavens i do you think there are rulers in the stars like would there possibly be like fallen angel um influence you know because like you have the sweet influence of the pleiades i need to get chris carter back on but i'm sure you've talked to him enough to know probably what he would say or what you guys have seen but are there problems the with like people that get too much into astrology too much into channeling you know whatever's coming from this different i do star yeah or what whatever yeah, to me, we, we, we can't, even though I had to shut off my skepticism, I didn't shut off my discernment. Okay, that's good. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people would be happy to hear that. <laughs> because we cannot accept everything. Yes. Because not everything is truth. Right. You know, there's just no way to get around that. Not everything is true. But Darn at it. the same time, I feel like we reject a lot of stuff that we never even give it a chance. Yes, um, exactly. And especially, you know, unfortunately, the church and I, and I love the church. I love the church. I, uh, you know, I have nothing against it. It's what brought us here. However, I believe that its season is done and that we're moving into kingdom age where the mature sons and the ecclesia going into the heavens, seeing what father's doing, bringing kingdom down. We are responsible for that. You know, a lot of people are waiting for Jesus to come back and lead us in this big military battle and so forth. But there's at least six untils that are all over in scripture where it says until this happens christ is not coming back until this happens christ is not coming back and you just read those and it becomes very obvious wait a minute if he's not coming until his kingdom is established who's establishing it his people we're the ones 
Christ gave us the authority as the ecclesia to begin establishing kingdom government in the earth. But his kingdom is not of this earth. So we have to go into his kingdom to get it and bring it back. So it is us that is finishing that work. And until we do it, and, and if we're all sitting around waiting to be raptured out of here, uh, boy, it's going to be a long time before he comes back. Because <laughs> it means we're sitting on our butt waiting for him to come do all the work, when in reality, he's waiting for us to get the work done. It's Christ in us. So it's Christ in us working through us before he comes to us. How do you see bringing together these different stars? Like you had Justin Abraham. I'm really happy to see that got like over 10,000, 20,000 people watching just a Skype call with Justin Abraham. I mean, that's really exciting, not just the numbers, but to bring a star and a star maker, if you know what Justin is into, that <laughs> you bring these people together in Kingdom Talks, and then you guys actually go and you engage with the Spirit. Usually you don't get quite as graphic as far as I've seen as you are now, but you let other people share their testimonies, wild and wacky as they may sound, how do we put that into army boots on the ground training? Because <laughs> I, Love that. from our sources, we have it on good sources that the enemy is building a giant clone army and the survivors that Dan Duvall has interviewed and everybody, they keep coming out with more info that we're actually starting to see the arrival of the enemy's armies, but they're using other names like BLM or... Um, uh, whatever the other the, the COVID mask thing, I almost forgot about that. That there's this arrival of a demonic force, too many to count, and a lot of them aren't human, but they look human. But there's clones, there's angels in human meat suits. Um, how can we bring the that revelation, like for instance, the first ones, or the ability to go to that giant cathedral on the top of the mountain, which is funny because I just literally saw a cathedral before we started this my last prayer time it was like oh the cathedral that flies cool <laughs> thank you jesus <laughs> i have no idea what to do with this what do i do with a vision like that how does that help me face what's coming and you know in our ultimate impact series we spend a lot of time talking about you know what uh, you can go have these experiences in heaven there's a lot of people that do have all these experiences in heaven and otherworldly stuff and the thing is, their lives aren't being changed and nothing around them is getting changed. Right. To me, that's a false ascension. Now, nothing wrong with going and having uh, intimate time. I mean, I, I love uh, that. That's, in fact, the most important thing to go and have intimate time with the Father, Son, Holy Spirit and whatever uh, angelic beings that Father's uh, introduced you to. But um, but if that is being used as an escape just to get away. And, you know, we, we've, we've talked to people who talk about creating all these different planets and universes and whatever and whatever. Yeah. And then their life is a mess. Right. And we're like, okay, wait a minute. I think you need to start with this sphere of influence. And, and we, this is what we teach, that you have multiple spheres of influence, but the first one is you. And if you're not dealing with this stuff and the junk that's inside, you really will have no power and authority outside. So. Yes. You know, claiming to be doing anything and all that stuff is, meh, I don't know. I don't know about that. If they don't have this stuff working better, I'm not saying perfect, but if it's not working better and they're destroying people and destroying their own life here, and yet they're off creating other stuff, right. uh, that's a little wonky. But being able to go into the heavens and have things work for you that change your life, that's powerful. 
and I'll just give you for instance that um you know i i love going to the garden of my heart in the spirit realm it looks like a garden it really you know i know it has walls around it it's private it's quiet but i really don't know where those walls are at exactly you know they're kind of infinite in some ways but also just feels cozy so i will go there to spend time with the father son or holy spirit just for intimacy just for time to to get to know them and for them to you know tell me about myself they already know me but part of their joy is telling me more about myself anyway on one of these in, in times with the father <clears throat> he took me to the center of my garden and in the center of my garden was this massive furnace that was just burning. I mean, the whole, the metal and everything was just red, red hot. It was wow. just burning, burning, burning. Like, so I asked him, what is that? And he said, Gil, that is your anger and your fury toward heaven and hell. Huh. And if you don't know my testimony, I, you know, I did, I tried my best to become an atheist for a season, you know, about 15, 20 years ago. Tried yeah. my best to become an atheist. I was so mad at God. Yeah, that I just would rather believe that there was no God than to believe that there was a God that hated me. That's the way I felt at the time. Oh so my gosh. that still had not been completely dealt with. And he said, that's your anger toward heaven and hell. And so then there were the other times where I just felt like the enemy was just hammering me, hammering me, hammering me, and I had no out. And so I was just angry, angry, angry at heaven and hell. And, um, and it's like, I was in a place where I thought I was pretty clean of all this stuff. I thought I had forgiven and, and moved on. And yet here in the middle of the garden of my heart is this furnace that's just burning red hot. And, and father said, you want me to take care of that for you? I almost want to cry now, <laughs> but, and so he walks over to this furnace, you know, and he just gives it a, a big bear hug and he yanks it up out of the ground and he just throws it off into the sky, into the abyss. <laughs> Wow. And that was me going through a process of forgiving that I still needed to do yet that I didn't wasn't even aware was there. So that's Isn't an that experience amazing? in the heavens in the garden of my heart <clears throat> wow. that changed my life forever. Those are the type of experiences that I am looking for in people that change them. Okay, so that's one type of change. Um, another one, you know, and this was in the courts of heaven. We were dealing with a witch that was coming to our church and oh uh, she was sitting in the back doing her little pentagram stuff, you know, right huh. during church. And it's um, not very Christian. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Father, what do we do with this? And um, so a group of us, they all, you know, the elders of our church at that time, we we began to ascend to go ask the father what to do about this. OK, we literally spent the next two weeks, all of us repenting us repenting for how we have treated witches and warlocks and so on and so forth because god loves them now it doesn't mean we let them in because we didn't let that person <laughs> in we asked that person to actually leave but we spent two weeks repenting for our own wow. the, our own way of treating them and how we thought about them because that was just flat out wrong we you know because we still need to love them even though we may not agree with them yeah we need to love them and in that case, we had to love that person and say, you need to wow. move on. But we spent two weeks repenting. Oh, my so, gosh. Anyway. Wow, that's really powerful. That... And that, no, everything you're saying is confirming different stuff that I've experienced a little bit of. But I think you're really, 
laying it all out in, in just an incredibly intimate way. Um, I put a shout out to Martin Smith too, for leading people into the garden garden and yeah. what he does. Um, flying penguins. Um, Karen Britt is mentioning that hey. you've got the ultimate impact field manual. That thing is like the <laughs> army ranger manual, like how to, how to do it, how to do everything. <laughs> really great. <laughs> Definitely get your hands on that. Jim, Jen Lay, Time is now, glorious now, the Lord's house is here. Amen. We got Patrick Amsterdam and a few more questions coming in, but um, let's let's continue on this skill because maybe maybe there's maybe even I do, like I'm I'm sure we all do every day. We need to forgive others and but when there's secret undealt with unforgiveness, bitterness, how does somebody come to that and get rid of that stuff with I mean, if you don't even know it's there. I know the Bible says, cleanse me from secret faults. See yeah. if there be any hurtful way in me and um, lead me in the everlasting way. I'm not quoting that correctly, but well, what is the process for that? What can what can we do after this talk? Who Who's listening can, to go and enter okay, their prayer so, closet? What do you do to get to that? So in the courts of heaven, which, you know, uh, we, again, it's in the ultimate impact. We What we've done in the ultimate impact is we've brought what we felt to have been holistic and helpful to our walk with the Lord, and we pulled it all into the ultimate impact. So there's a lot of different stuff in there. So one of the things that we teach on is the courts of heaven. And to me, the courts of heaven are the thing that set me free far above and beyond any and everything else. Um, I think I've been on your show before, and I talked about the depression that I had for 50 years that I really never got out of it. I have a testimony on YouTube about it, but um, was delivered through the courts of heaven. And wow. the courts of heaven um, are a great place. I mean, I, I love going to the courts of heaven. I probably have been there more than I've been anywhere else, including the garden of my heart. Um, because when I go into the courts of heaven, I love to just go in. Sometimes I'll just feel like something's a little off. Something's not quite right, and I can't put my finger on it. And I go into the courtroom of, of heaven, and I'll just say, Father, judge me. You know, and people freak out about the word judgment. And I, I've shared this before, but I'm going to share it again. The word judge in Hebrew is Dan. And Dan in Hebrew is made of two Hebrew letters, which is Dalit and Nun. Dalit is a door the symbol of a door uh, of a door and noon is means to life. So Dan judge means judge to life door wow. to life. It's a door to life to be judged is a door to life. And we've got it so messed up in the church that we fear judgment. Judgment was never meant to be feared. It's the one thing that cleanses everything out of the way so that we can live the abundant life. Yes. So when I step into the courts of heaven and I say, judge me, I'm asking him, Lord, please show me if there's anything else in me that keeps me from getting closer to you. And that's what he's doing. He's judging the stuff that is in me that needs to be cleansed out so that I can get closer to him. He is in no way trying to judge me so he can condemn me. That's, I'm sorry, but that's just stupid. <laughs> he's, he's given everything in order to give us life. Of course. And that's his heart is to figure out a way to give us life, not figure out how to condemn us or judge us. Yeah. So once you, you get covered with the blood of Jesus, um, as Mark was sharing yesterday, everything just covered with the blood of Jesus. You see a UFO, blood of Jesus, <laughs> something <laughs> condemning blood of Jesus. Just when the father only sees that, 
what is there left to judge? What And what sacrifice can we possibly bring greater than the blood of Jesus that he went through for us? Yeah. There's so much mystery just in the gospel, but it's all laid out there. I mean, you got the four testimonies and it's just, yeah. this, this occurred well, in history. I, this is not a mystical event. Like you have the actual yeah. physical blood of the son of God to cover you. I think God yes. might be able to forgive you. <laughs> you know, absolutely, absolutely. You, you know, have wrong with you. And we could we could go down a totally different road with all that, but I, I we'll stay on this road for the moment. I but, I know I, we've we've definitely dealt with. You've come through an amazing battle. A lot of us have in different ways, but you dealt with depression, and I've never seen you angry. I've never seen you look depressed. You're so positive. You're so patient. <laughs> You know, with the amount of work you have and everybody's like, I can't figure out my Zoom. <laughs> You're like, uh, I got like 50 better things to do right now. Talk about 50 <laughs> fold ministry. That's Gil Hodges. So what about the these? I think what everybody really wants to hear. I know we don't want to do the tickling ear thing, but what is out there? What can we touch? Mm. What can we receive? Because the more you share, I believe the more faith other people will have. To do stuff. Tony says he thinks the world is shut down by the spirit warriors. Could be. I mean, we, yeah, and see that <laughs> this may just really flatten everything out and just take all the pizzazz out of everything, but this is the truth. We don't know. There's very little we know, period. There's very little little that we can prove. We've got tons of evidence for lots of things, but there's very little in the world that we can prove. So that's why, you know, we've we've put out there the three plumb lines and we operate by those three plumb lines. And okay. Father gave me a download and and um, you know, this came over about a year's time frame, but just three plumb lines. And the first one is Yeshua. You know, if you believe in Yeshua and that he is the only way to the to to eternal life and to the father, then you and I are on the same path. We're on a very similar path. He's the only way. And that, that takes away the whole idea of universalism, okay? I'll just say that right up front, because Yeshua is the only way, period. Um, the second plumb line, though, is love, honor, and respect. Because you and I are going to look at these words here, and we're going to definitely disagree in some areas about how it should be interpreted. I guarantee it, 100%. Every Try person me. on the world is going to have some difference in how that should be interpreted. Oh, I thought you meant so, me and you, Gil. Like you challenging me, Gil? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. We we okay. will have our differences, but that's why we need to learn to love, honor, and respect. That's why I also, if someone comes to me and they give me some crazy idea of something that I'm just like in the in the back in the old days, I would have just thrown it out as stupid. I'll now take that because honestly, I don't know if it's truth or not. But neither does that person that gave it to me. They may think they know it's the truth, but really they don't. But I will take that and put it in the warehouse because if father wants to bring it out and say, hey, you remember when that guy said this? Yeah, it fits right here and this is the way it works. Right. I'm like, oh, okay. but if I'd thrown it out, then I, I would probably just forget it and never think about it again. But if I love, honor and respect your point of view, even if I disagree with you, then I'm still putting that in the warehouse just in case. And the thing is, if we truly know who our identity in Christ, if we really, really, really know who we are in Christ then I'm going to have a full confidence of who I am. And I'm not going to be bent out of shape by somebody else disagreeing with me. And you can tell where people have their identity based in what they believe when they get bent out of shape, when someone challenges them, that's a really good sign that they don't know who they are. So I don't fight over doctrine. I think doctrine needs to be kind of done away with. 
you can have your own belief systems. I have mine, but I'm not going to impose mine on you and tell you that you have to believe the way I do. But I am looking for those like-minded people that believe that Yeshua is the only way because I believe he's the only way. So I'm looking for those like-minded people because that tribe's going to work a whole lot better together than someone who doesn't believe that. And then the third wow. plumb line is ask the father. Okay. So when you were sharing with me that, you know, you know, are these is the, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter? Are these people, you know, Nephilim and, and all this? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. Ask the father. And if it's right. that important to you, ask the father and ask the father what you're supposed to do. Because yes. maybe you are right. But father's saying, leave it alone. I got something else for you. I think it's really important that we ask the father what we're supposed to be doing with all this stuff that's coming at us. Yes. And in fact, it, to me, it's the only safe route that we have because there is so much crazy stuff coming. I don't know what's true and what's not. I have to ask the father. And then usually, you know, if, if he does give me an answer nine times, well, probably 99% of the time, it's like, but that's not my realm for me to deal with that. But if it is a real thing, father absolutely has somebody that's dealing with that. And I can trust in that. Well, exactly. And I mean, what you're putting out there is also part of that whole mix. And some of the things that I'm putting out there, I mean, you did it already. Okay. What are these first ones? Okay. Well, yeah. I haven't heard of that before, but let's, I'm, I want to hear you out. I, I want more of that. I'm like the nerd that I quit watching <laughs> Marvel Avengers movies so much and thinking about that all the time. And I'll, I'll enjoy a video game here and there with my brother. I, put up a video of us playing halo last night but we were having a great conversation while we were playing it so it was pretty yeah. fun but i'm really interested in not the next video game or the next marvel movie but what is gil doing what is tony presenting what is um all the people that we interview the nilville johnson family the different mm -hmm. ian clayton people <laughs> you know ian is i don't think ian's feeling very well i think he had like pneumonia or something we need to pray for him but yeah, I haven't heard an update on that for a long time, so I'm not sure. How he's well, doing. let's keep him in prayer, guys. This, this guy has done a lot, and um, yeah, I'm sure the enemy is mad at has. him, and I'm sure Ian's mad too. Like all of his conferences and everything is has been annoyingly um, canceled. Looks like we're buffering. Let me let me close some stuff here. Just a second here. We're having some connection issues. Uh, can you hear me, Gil? I can hear you. Yep. We're all, we're all good here. Okay. It looks like we're back. It's a little laggy. Let me see if I can just close down a bunch of stuff here. Uh, Jen Lay, I need cleansing daily from bitterness, irritants, short temperament. Been having a difficult time as far as that. I want freedom. I need pure joy through Christ. God on That's my what knees I was gonna today do. Let twice me, real quick. and repented. Wow. What's Shoot. that again? We have some, some really desperate and awesome warriors here that need more... <coughs> more encouragement and spirit power but gil back to this whole thing like what else have you been seeing because it's really important that we kind of share this data i think as much as possible yeah i i, I do want to get to that but uh, those people that are asking about help with repentance and, and forgiveness and all that i i would i'd like to just share real quick you know one of the things that gets wonky is people grab onto a subject and that becomes their ministry in order for that ministry to keep thriving they've got to go deeper and deeper and oftentimes they wind up complicating things more and more and more 
to where, honestly, I believe that Jesus, he set the bar at a certain level. He set the standard for us to get into heaven. And he set that bar so low that we trip over the thing as we move into heaven, okay? So it's not a complicated thing. Jesus never meant to complicate, you know, the process. And so the courts of heaven, you can find a lot of people that talk about, hey, you got to do it this way. And if you don't do it right, then you get kicked out. Yes. I, I, unfortunately, I don't believe that for a minute. Um, I believe the courts of heaven, just like anything else, <clears throat> if you know how to do the protocol, it's going to work better for you and, and faster and easier. But people have been doing the courts of heaven for eons and, uh, and not even knowing the, the protocol or anything else, and it still works. So just real quick, I want to give you our, our you know, sort of a real quick rundown of how to go into the heavens and go into the courts and, and find forgiveness. Because this, I still do this. I still do this now. Okay. Um, and that is, when you go into the courts of heaven, the Father is the judge. Jesus is the advocate, and you have the adversary there. This is when what we call the area of principalities and powers. This is not in the kingdom of heaven. This is in the principalities and powers. So, yeah, you have some darkness there. You got the accuser there. And so I go into the courts, and it's a pretty simple process. Whatever I know that I need to get done, and if I don't know it, I'll ask. Father, judge me. But if I already know it, I'm going to come in, and I'm going to confess, and I'm just going to say, I confess. I've, I've been ticked off at so-and-so for years and I've never forgiven them. So right now I repent for coming into agreement with the entity of and I repent for holding uh, a judgment over that person. So you're just going to repent for the lie that you believed or the entity that you've agreed with okay. or whatever it is you need to repent of. Repent of it and then just simply ask that every there's three things, covenants, contracts, and agreements. Just ask that every legal document that the or legal right that the enemy would ever have to you is either through a covenant, a contract, or an agreement that you have made. Because Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, that he has already given us all power and all authority over the enemy, period, done. So if that's true, then any power and authority that the enemy has over me is what I have given to him. So really think about that for a little bit. You have all power and authority over the enemy. That's a done deal. If there's anything in you, then that's because you have given him right or your bloodline has given him right. But you have all authority now to break that off. And so you can break that off just by going into the courts and saying, I repent for every covenant contract and agreement that I've ever made in that area or repent for you know holding that judgment against the person so that those can be washed away. And then you, you just ask, you say, blood of Jesus. Yeshua, will you please now wash those covenants and contracts out of my existence? And I visualize Jesus going over to the accuser and he's pulling the files out and he's just putting his blood all over him and his blood is just disintegrating those completely out of your existence, completely. And I had to do this just recently because I don't, I'm pretty keen on whether or not I'm green with darkness in any way, shape or form, but the enemy's smart and he's very subtle. And my wife and I went on a trip here last week, I think it was. And on this trip, we were having a good conversation, frank conversation. And I was being honest about some of the things, some of the ways I felt. And it was really good that I was doing this because I didn't even know this stuff was in me. And lo and behold, I, I didn't realize I had come into agreement with skepticism and doubt. And I look at these as entities. You got the fruit of the spirit and love, joy, and peace. And I believe those are all entities that we can engage with and we want to engage with. Yes, but the enemy also has his 
fruit of the spirit. <laughs> and in this Maybe those case, are the vegetables of the spirit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's good. But, you know, they've got, uh, I was agreeing with skepticism and doubt. And it okay. had really ingrained in me and I didn't even know it. And so this all came out of me in one day. And then the next day I get up in the morning and I go to engage with the father. And it was like, I was just running into a brick wall. I'm like, father, what is going on? And he goes, wow. well, you probably better go to the courts and repent for coming into agreement with skepticism and doubt. And so wow. I did. I, I repented of it. I asked Jesus to wash every covenant contract and agreement that I had made with these two. And Jesus did it. And boom, I was in. And it was done deal. Done deal. And I can do that in literally like 30 seconds now. You don't, you know, I've heard of people doing seven hour court sessions in the heavens. I'm like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? Because I, I can literally do it in 30 seconds. It's not about how much time you spend. And Father doesn't really want you spending time dwelling on all the negative garbage. He wants you to live your life and to live it abundantly. So anyway, I just thought I'd say that for those that are maybe struggling with that. I think everybody listening and who will listen uh, whether you're listening through Spreaker or Twitch or DLive or uh, iTunes, whatever you're listening through, thank you for coming, um, has enemies that uh, have targeted them um, and used people in your family, people in your past. And uh, I'm pretty sure everybody here has someone that they need to forgive every day. It's not just like, okay, I forgave you. It's like every day. It's like this thorn in your side. Yeah. So Jesus said 70 times 7. I think that means like Keep oh, going. it's about a year and a half. If you forgive somebody, I think every day, 70 times 7 comes to about over a year. It can be done, but you need to do that to step into some of the cool stuff, some of this awesomeness yeah. that, uh, that's waiting for you. If you can just get beyond. But with me, the Lord is like, okay, you're here, but you need to forgive that person you need to not hold on to that settle that debt it's not like you can actually go and fix all the problems in your life and right. then pray i think it's most mostly in the spirit <laughs> but um eventually you'll see yeah. your life really sort itself out it's it's kind of amazing but it takes it's a process not to interrupt you there gil my mic stand just dropped i'm gonna fix it <laughs> take okay the mic. you fix it I'll, I'll i'll share something else um you know so you were asking you know what else takes place when we're when we're going into the heavens one of the greatest things that we want you to experience through the ultimate impact is actually understanding and learning who you are who you are in christ and the thing is your identity in heaven may very well be a lot different than it is in earth but what i find interesting is that you know i've run across a lot of a lot of people men and women who have received from the lord a new name and and that new name that they usually get has a lot to do with who they are in the spirit, which I find very interesting. My name, I've never got that. You know, father's never said, hey, I got a new name for you. But what I did find was very interesting. So my name is Gil. That, that's my whole name. It's not Gilbert. It's Gil. And um, uh, I was in a mall one time and this Jewish guy comes up to me and, and we started talking and he asked my name. And I said, Gil. And he goes, oh, that's a very common name in, in Israel. And it means joy. I'm like, Really? And see, for me, something that's always been very, very important is the joy of the Lord. The wow. joy of the Lord is my strength. And so I've never got a new name because I already had the right name in the first place. My parents must have heard right. <laughs> okay, I'm going to call you Joy now. <laughs> Just kidding. Well, here's the cool thing. So 
on one of my, in fact, this was on multiple journeys into the heavens that father, you know, a lot of people would say, well, you should go see, you know, you should ask to go see your house in heaven. So I said, can I go see my house? And he says, yes. And so we start on this journey and we're coming over water. And all of a sudden there's this big island and the island is practically just like the tip of a, a giant mountain and it's a white mountain. And I'm thinking, wow, is my house going to be on the side of the mountain or something? And, and we're getting closer and closer. And I said, well, where's my house? And he says, well, this is your house. This nice. mountain is your house in heaven. And, and I was given the title or in the heavens, I have a title. And that title is, it's not the king, but it's a king of joy. In the heavens, I am a king of joy. Wow. And so, of course, on my mountain, on the top of it, is an arena. And and so, you know, we have games and all kinds of fun stuff that go on there. Cool. But um, I had, you know, I had returned, you know, because I'd been in this realm. And so I had returned. And I'm like, I want to have a big open house and welcome everybody. So this is a whole other thing that I believe that the cloud of witnesses are those who have already passed on and gone before us. Because it also says that that cloud of witnesses, they are not, their journey is not complete without us. So we yes. are still part of their journey. And so, um, I, you know, in the heavens, I'm having this big open house and I'm inviting everybody to come and join me at my, uh, at my, uh, my mountain, my house. I want to go. <clears throat> and so, so, you know, the big day comes and um, I'm there and I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. Nobody's showing up nobody's showing up i'm starting to think what is going on nobody wants to come to my open house oh no and i was i was really you know thinking what in the world and then it's like i kind of hear this knock at a door <laughs> and and so i have to go down in my mountain see i don't even know my own house very well okay so i have to go down in my mountain and and i go to what i guess was the front door and standing at my front door is peter wagner Huh. Okay. So Peter Wagner had just passed like, I don't know, less than a year he had passed away. Okay. And, and so I opened the door and I'm like, Peter? And, and behind him is just this massive, I mean, just tons and tons of people and beans. Wow. And they're all waiting at the door, waiting for me to open. I'm like, cool. you know, I'm at the, the arena waiting for everyone to come over. And he goes, oh, we won't come over the wall. We have to come in through the door. Ooh, <laughs> I'm like, wow, that wow, was so cool so that awesome. we can't get into the kingdom by going over the wall. We have to go through the door and the door is Yeshua. Amen. Hmm. Wow. I was going to say, and don't get me, don't be offended, but I was going to say, if you hear a knock at your door, it might be Enoch, but sorry. <laughs> it very well might be. <laughs> I think, um. It's amazing to me that, you know, you you have the time to do this when you're probably thinking like, okay, this is, needs to happen. This needs to get set up. That thing, that appointment, got to do this. But then, how do you shut off the practical, physically practical, quote unquote? Because actually, what you're doing in the spirit is the most practical thing. To be able to get that moment with the Lord and to set up a party and go there. What is what takes place? What can people do as a practical? step-by-step -step guide to in their mm. own life i mean of course we all know shut off your phone you know find a quiet place but inside okay forgiveness that's a big one you talked about that 
yeah. is there anything yeah. else that you do and you can sound as new age and as you know <laughs> meditative guru as you want right now what okay takes i place? really I kind of promised myself i wasn't going to do this but um so i do have my own little ritual that i go through uh okay so number one what we're doing is shifting our focus okay quantum mechanics we understand that we can kind of be in two places at one time in in uh, the book of uh, john chapter 3 verse 13 i think it is in the king james version it says jesus says to nicodemus i'm paraphrasing but he says dude i'm here with you but i'm also in heaven right now at the same time so he was in two places at one time oh how where's the father at everywhere right right okay so if I am one with Yeshua, and Yeshua is one with me, and Yeshua is one with the Father. That means I'm one with the Father. It means you're one with the Father. It means we're all one in the Father, and he's everywhere. So I think what we're doing is learning who we are, and as we learn who we are, we're learning how to shift our focus to engage with wherever else we are. Okay. And so I'm aware of myself here. I'm aware of myself in the... Uh, on top of my mountain in the spiritual realm of the principalities and powers where I call that my training ground. This is where I'm learning to rule and reign with Christ. So I sit on top of a mountain on a throne and there used to be 13 of them. And father had, you know, or Yeshua actually had me kind of like by locating. So I'd sit on all of the thrones, Whoa. but I had to then shift my focus to each throne because each throne represented a different thing. And I would have to reign and rule from each throne and let me tell you, the 13 thrones, that got real tiring after a while. And I got all this journaled too, the, the experience. And so one time I thought, wait a minute, I'm going to ask a question. It's like, so I asked Yeshua, can we like merge all these into one throne so I can just sit on one throne? <laughs> and he goes, sure. They all go into one throne. And, and I'm like, Whoa. that's the thing, you know, again, we teach in the ultimate impact, ask questions when you're in the heavens ask questions lots of questions and if you don't know what to ask then ask what to ask because there's always something that is like oh man i wish i'd asked that earlier so that's one place another place is seated with christ in the throne room with the father so that's three so i'm here i'm in the principalities and powers area and i'm in the throne room and then i'm in uh there and this was this was a whole other story but I was curious about creation and how it worked and why father did it the way he did it and whether, you know, it could be improved on and all that. And so father gave me opportunity to actually go, actually it was the Holy spirit that, that did it for me, but gave me opportunity to create a, another universe. And wow. I, I did it through, through, and this is just in the spirit realm. Okay. But I believe that's more real than this one. And yet I did it through, um, uh, speaking with Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit and saying, okay, now this part, you you did this. Scripture says you did this. Why did you do this? And it's like, why did you give Adam such a broad band of freedom of choice? Is there a better way to do this? Uh, so I was asking questions all the way through. So that's that's where I'm at there. Um, and that was, that was, let's see, earth, principalities and powers, throne room, um, and the uh, creation. I'm forgetting the fifth one. But there's five places. Okay. And anyway, I'm just going to keep going. If I remember the fifth one, I'll, I'll okay. tell you. Yeah. But well, this um, is very fascinating. But I will make decrees and declarations from different positions 
depending okay. on what it is. Oh, oh, and then on in my house, in, in my house, my 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 White Mountain. That's the fifth one. So those are the five places that I'm aware of that I can shift my focus to and then I can engage with. But um, wow. each one of these, I see myself <laughs> in the spirit realm with a sword and a staff seated on my throne. Oh, cool. <laughs> so honestly, these are here all the time. And when I come in in the morning, I got all the lights off except for one little lamp. So the pineal gland, which is our understanding, the, the physical function, functioning piece of our body that helps us engage into the spirit realm, yes, is, is actually engaged uh, by darkness. So that's why I keep all the lights off when I come in here to meditate. And so I come in here to meditate. And this is just part of my, my little ritual, if you want to call it that. But I'll have my journal out. I'll have these out. And I'll just begin to you know, ask the father what he has for me today. And um, sometimes we go into the garden. Oh, that's another place. The garden of the heart. I didn't. Wow. I got to put that one down. That's six. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, these are all different places that I go to on a consistent basis that are the same when I go there. So that's six different places. And are there more? I'm guessing there's probably infinitely more. But those are the ones I'm aware of and that I can engage with. And the thing is, everybody wow. is in the same position. You're, you're, I mean, you're everywhere in Christ and in, in Father, you are everywhere. So it's just becoming aware of and engaging with and focusing, shifting your focus, your consciousness to that position wherever you're at. So anybody so, can is that do that. New this. agey enough for you? That was pretty, <laughs> that sounded pretty next agey. <laughs> next agey. Oh, yes, that's the you thing. You came is, up with that, by the way. What's that? You, you're the one who came up with next agers, next age. I know it really like works. It. But now that we're in this age, we got to find another name because next age is after this one. How about next normal? <laughs> next normal. This is the next well, normal, guys. It's... Actually, what I've started calling it is the Kingdom Restoration Age. Okay, that works. Yeah, because I, I really believe that's what we're doing in this age is we will be restoring kingdom. Well, I think um, Jen Lay, she might come on the show later. She's talking about Enoch and Metatron, the um, realms that we're speaking of. I think Enoch must have stepped into this in his mountain, literally. Like, I heard he had, like, a cave. Basically, his office was, like, going, shutting the world out and just spending time with God yeah. until God took him. But yeah, there are different techniques. So I'm so glad that we heard what you do so people can kind of compare notes. And um, you can count on the treasures of the spirit always being there. Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. You know, it's great if you have a nice house or a nice place to go work, I guess. Or my, I like my forest. I just go into the forest for a few hours. And yeah. Um, and then, like you said, you just kind of block out everything. And that pineal gland actually does work. It's not just imagination. You start to tap into stuff that really exists. That's why right. people get into drugs. They start to um, hallucinate the same thing. There's yeah. a I I interviewed Jerry Marzinski. You might be interested in in uh, talking to him, but he was doing work with uh, people in a mental institution that were on these different drugs, and the schizophrenics all were manifesting the same demons or spirits, often describing how they wanted to kill him, and it was obviously the dark side, but proof that you know people can tap into something 
and you don't need marijuana or the mushrooms to do it. But I mean, if you've ever done those, that kind of gives you a little glimpse like, hey, yeah, it's mm -hmm. real. Just don't get stuck in like, you know, addiction. Gregory Allen is asking if you are the great Brooklyn Dodger Gil Hodges Sr. <laughs> Reincarnated, yes. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Great. No, in fact, uh, uh, my parents didn't even, didn't they weren't into baseball. They had no idea who Gil Hodges, the baseball player, was. <laughs> Someday somebody's going to Photoshop your face on, on a baseball card. and. <laughs> well, uh, I do know that I... He for a ghost, he sure is pretty popular because uh, you Google my name and you'll get him for the first 10 pages of Google. I know, I know it keeps happening to me too, but I'm sure he's honored by what you're doing. He was a multi talented uh, a Marine, World War II yeah. vet, um, fought actually just down the street from me, Pearl Harbor. And wow, um, wow, it's pretty cool to see like that Americana doing really being a trailblazer now i believe what you're doing gil is trailblazing first they laugh at you they ridicule mm -hmm. you then they fight you once you get big enough they're going to come after you like hey you're making the church sound new agey then they join you and i'm i think you're at the point now where people are just joining you left and right like you're yeah. totally operating in that office and i would encourage people listening Start your own YouTube channel. If you have a channel, start putting freaking videos on there because we need more leaders. Gil is up to his eyeballs like in people coming to him all the time. And we need more Gills. Can you please clone yourself physically so we can get more? <laughs> no, wait a minute. I think you were just talking about clones and uh didn't sound real good. <laughs> right. And the reason that I talk about that is I like to think, okay, what is God's version of it? So I'm not going to condemn everything that i hear that sounds evil i'll be like okay that shows me that in the spirit there is the ability to use a clone army cool jesus may have even cloned those fish and th that bread he might not mm. have had to like go to the spirit and raise some crops and th have a thousand fishermen fish and bring and cook i think he probably just cloned them i mean there was no reason to i mean we don't know that he hasn't told us yet multiply but them yes he multiplied them. What is that? That's cloning. So if you can multiply your offices, what if you washed one dish and then you found all your dishes were washed? That's the kind of stuff I, I want to start operating in. And I think um, the fact that you have a sword, you know, Mark, jo Mark Johnson practices sword fighting with real swords for the last 15 years. And he believes that God will use his training when this Nephilim thing comes out, that your whatever you have, whatever your operational capabilities are are going to be multiplied and used in this coming crises which some people still don't want to think we're going into one but sorry but have you looked outside recently it's it's here i mean we're going to step into some very very difficult times we need people who can step into the spirit bring from that realm into this realm anything else you want to share on that note gil or did i interrupt you um you were going through well different plumb lines no, you one of the things you'd ask is what else is out there and the fact is everything i mean um you know i i get it, again we teach this in the ultimate impact it's like how many how many dimensions are there how many realms are there you know and i've heard people say well there's 11 
And then I've heard people say there's 63. And I've heard people say there's 360. It's like, oh my goodness. But the reality is, wait a minute, is our God infinite? Is he limitless? Because if he is, then he's probably created an infinite limitless amount of dimensions, an infinite limitless amount of realms. Right. And actually, this was an encounter that I had. Father was, I was asking him, like, how many are there? And then I felt like it was in the matrix or something, you know, when uh, Neil's standing there with all the guns and, and it goes, they go, and then, you know, he stops and there's, you know, a whole list of, you know, hold one type of gun anyway. And then goes again. And I just felt like father was doing that with me, except it was just going and going and going and going. And I'm like, okay, okay, please stop. (laughs) And he goes, do you want to see more? (laughs) Because what he'd shown me is that basically there's an unlimited, I mean, it's infinite, the amount of realms that there are. It's just our human mindset always puts limits on things. And we're thinking, well, it's only this much or it's only this much. We're constantly trying to put God in a box. It's like there is infinite amount of realms, infinite amount of dimensions. And then this is the one that got me because Father said, there's also an infinite amount of words that you have yet to even name of things that there are infinite amount of those. So we got dimensions and realms. Okay. There might be quantum rooms or, you know, I don't know, give it a name that you want, but there's infinite amount of other things that we don't even know about. And there's infinite amounts of those. God is limitless. God is sovereign. God is beyond anything we could ever imagine. Okay. So let me just interrupt you really quick. You've interviewed Mike Parsons and Ian Clayton and many other people that have their take on the kingdom that don't necessarily listen to other people's revelations is so are you yeah. saying heaven is big enough for mike parsons heaven and ian clayton's <laughs> heaven mm, maybe i don't know about that yeah but absolutely and and that is the thing is who knows who really knows we don't know but has nancy got her own realm where all the stuff that she teaches is real and true Has Ian got his own? Just like you said, do each of us that have ever, ever lived have our own? Can I go and visit some of the things that other people have seen? I would, I I would, yes. I mean, I I think there might be some permission things, you know, that might be involved, Um, you know, because it's like my garden is for myself and Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Uh, I suppose I could invite somebody into that garden, but that's a very private place for me. And um, it's meant to be that way. What about the Colosseum? Like, that sounds like a place oh, you're yeah. trying to invite people over. So what, yes, what if yeah. some spirit travelers that, I mean, I don't even know how these people well, do it, but what if they started to go and visit and watch some games there? That was actually, I believe that was the Court of Nations. I, it's not in this journal. I got it written down. Because um, that specific court that I was talking about, it, I mean, it was massive. And there were delegations from all parts of the world. And we were the Ecclesia delegation for California. Are there other Ecclesias representing California? Absolutely. But we happen to be the ones engaged in that you know, specific uh, encounter. And when it came our turn, we had to step up and share what was happening in our region so that all the other ecclesias from all around the universe or wherever they were from could hear us. I mean, this place was massive. And the thing is it was natural. 
because there were trees and vines and everything all through it, all over the place. And but uh, you could always spot the first ones because there was such a glow and a shine wherever they were at. It was pretty, pretty cool. Wow. Okay. I'm, I'm going to have to listen to this again. Uh, Troy Adamchak, hello. The multiverse exists. Infinite Earths, question mark, could be. Gregory Allen, asking if you are related to Dave Hodges, host of Common Sense Show. Man, Gregory just won't let up on your name, Gil. He's just like <laughs> staring I at am, that name. I am, I am, okay? <laughs> I don't think you're related. Maybe. I've never thought of that. Uh, I do not Beckett. know who that is. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sally Beckett says, Mahalos. This is so good. Oh, Sally Beckett. I need to get back in touch with her. She's here in Hawaii, I believe. Um, you've got friends all over the place. Well, one way that I would say is easiest to get all this multitasking done is just to do it in the spirit. Like, there's so much, there's only so much time you can spend on well, the internet writing emails and organizing and scheduling. Yeah. But then when you go into the spirit, is, is there a part of you that ever feels like you're actually getting things done as you would on earth with, you know, with an email box full and phone calls you with know, this and that person? I think Justin Abraham calls it, um, what is it? Rich time. He calls it rich time and, and others have different names for it. But here's the, the key to it. To me, if you want to experience that place where you are getting so much more done than you ever thought was possible. It's actually the reverse of what we think it would be. The harder we try, it doesn't get us anywhere. You know, we can only produce what we can produce. But when we step into a place of rest, where we are fully and completely at rest in him, and we are doing our work from the heavenly place. So in other words, our perspective and our focus is in the heavenly realm. And we are doing everything from that place. In 2018, Father said it's time for us to start living up here and come down here when we need to. Basically, that meant we need to start focusing and understanding who we are in Christ and living from that perspective all the time. And then when we need to, you know, we'll engage and do something in the physical realm. Now, we're always here, you know, but uh, I think I think it's Ian Clayton that talks about. Um, I don't know if this is true or not, but he talks about that the body has a frequency or a resonance of like 30,000 times a second, you know, we're in and out of this realm and in, in a, another realm, you know? So I don't, I don't, I've never tried to verify that or find out if there's any science behind that. But um, if it's true, then yeah. Well, and, and for me, just realizing that we're in the father all the time and he's everywhere. So we just haven't become aware of every place that we are. I'm I'm seeing um, things that would have never gotten done in my physical world. Sorry, Gregory Allen and Troy are still trying to figure out where you're from. <laughs> Related to the Hodges <laughs> in northern Michigan? <laughs> Troy, <laughs> bless you in, in Michigan. By the way, I was thinking about the fact that you guys were in California ruling over California in a certain way in the spirit, I believe. Like there's something to that. Yeah. And then you left and that vacuum opened up and there's just total villainy like there's never been before people are like i've never seen anything like this and it was pretty bad a few years ago are you trying to make me feel guilty now well no i'm just saying that god is leading <laughs> you like abraham like i mean boom abraham goes through egypt plagues yeah. sodom and gomorrah destruction you know that's kind of the fear of god i hadn't thought of that you're yeah. so humble and you know you walk through a, a town and if people are mean to you and they they you know they don't repent and they go into wickedness 
it's not like we're going around preaching judgment. It's just that you don't want to mess with that guy behind me. He's really, really tall and really strong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I just, I'm just charting and make taking note and journaling that fact that there's something to yeah. God doing things after the fact. Like you're doing things in the spirit. On my end, God says, just do it. Just come here. Don't worry about the details. You're sketching out what you're seeing. There's there's realities beyond yeah. what you're getting, but just the fact that you're stepping in, you're making the connection, boom, it's it's done, and then he can do the things in the spirit, in the physical. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will stop talking, then, but <laughs> yeah, continue. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing is, again, going to the heavens, see what Father's doing, and we found that eight, nine times out of ten, um, whatever it is he's doing, that when we engage with that and we agree with him in the spirit, that it will take care of itself in the natural. Now, I, I, having said that, it's like we've been trying to figure out how we're supposed to engage. I mean, Father's given us tons of stuff to do with this, you know, all the chaos with COVID and with um, the riots. And, and I know ecclesias all over the earth are engaging. But I'm, I'm thinking that we have not reached a critical mass yet to where we have enough of the ecclesia engaging against the darkness that is behind all this stuff. Oh, you know, those those people in Black Lives Matter and all that, those are not our enemies. It's the spirit behind all that. Until we deal with that in the spirit realm, you know, we can do all the other stuff, you know, until we're blue in the face, whatever you want to call it. And it's still not going to solve it. It's not going to it's not going to it's just not going to solve it. It's going to put a bandaid on it at best. But if we deal with the spirits behind those things and here's the thing, we started the process and uh, I, I need to find some ecclesia people that are really willing to take it seriously and to stay engaged. But the fact is, just like when we went for the witch and father said, well, you guys got a lot of repenting to do because you got to get it out of you first before you can deal with it on the outside. That's the thing that we've got to deal with. There's so much of that stuff that those people out there and, the, you know, that are rioting and, you know, all the hatred and all the anger. Most of us have a lot of that still in us, and we're not going to be able to deal with that efficiently until we deal with it with ourselves. And that's why we've got to, as an ecclesia, go see what the Father's doing. Most of the time we wind up in the courts of heaven. We're not doing any declarations and decrees because we're not ready. But if we get consistent about it, we could get through that process. Yes. Our own lives will be massively cleaned up. And then we will, we will have power and authority over that darkness in the earth. Yes. But we've got to have enough people, a critical mass. And I don't know what that number is, but God does. So we just need to keep gathering the people and doing this until it gets done. Well, there's certainly a lot of work to be done. And again, I would invite everybody to go to Gil's many websites. Post, I'm always um, swimming through the different sites that you're mostly operating through because you guys are moving so lightning fast. Uh, please plug briefly. We don't have to end here, but just while I'm thinking about it and people are listening to this, where can they go and sign up? Not just listening to your YouTube channel, but also getting into actual training. Where can they do that? Uh, the best place is probably just go to our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. And from King, kingdomtalksmedia.com, there are a bunch of what we call easy buttons. They're, they're labeled that way. They say easy buttons. And one of them is the ultimate impact. Uh, if you click on that, that's going to take you to where you can start the course. But the other thing is we highly recommend that these are done in groups. 
And uh, we do have a KT community, which is growing. We've got about 800 people that are in this community, but these are all like-minded people where you can go in and you can ask questions, but what's going to happen is you're going to get in there. And if you become, uh, you know, a member of the ultimate impact, then there's going to be your own intimate little ultimate impact group. And through the KT communities, you'll have access to that to where you get to go in and you can engage with your group there on a constant basis. You can ask questions and, and anyway, it's just, it's really growing. It's, it's been fantastic to watch, you know, so many people come there. And I can tell you that the, the greatest thing that we hear people say after going through the ultimate impact is the, the level of freedom that they come out of there with. Uh, so many of us think we're free, but I can guarantee you there's greater levels of freedom. And I'm, I'm telling you that when you reach a place of freedom where you fully know who you are in Christ, and you reach that place of freedom where you, where someone could literally be spitting at you, cussing at you, you know, whatever, and and you can you can still enjoy them. I know that wow. sounds crazy, but you can enjoy them because you know who you are, and you know that that person is not what's being displayed right now, and you can just look at them and still love them and enjoy them. Uh, doesn't mean that you let someone run at you with a knife and stab you. That's not what we're talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh man. But, oh. Okay. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? There may be some people that'll get to that point where it'll just go right through them. <laughs> they loved not their lives unto the death, and all men can see that you are my disciples by the love that you have for each other. Get in those groups, guys. Find some real community. It's like sometimes people are like, hey, Michael, when are you going to do like a prayer ascension show or something? <clears throat> I'm like, yeah, we could do that, but I think that's something more intimate that you should find a few people that um, really yeah. want to go into the spirit together. And you're going to find a whole army of them on kingdomtalksmedia.com. Thanks, Karen, for sharing the link. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so let's ask a few more questions here. It's just, I'm just trying to milk all the time I can. Well, I have a question unless somebody, if, you, if you've got a question from one of the viewers, go ahead. I'll, I'll take Kimberly that. Wood, um, how do you see your work fitting in the events prophesied in scripture? Ah, so that was my that question is a good too. question that would honestly take a, a lot more time to I answer agree. just simply because, again, we're all going to look at scripture a little bit differently. And I know, you know, I, Michael and I, I, I love I love Michael. Michael loves me. We're good friends. Um, but I can also I, I know that we believe differently. We believe differently. And those beliefs are quite different, really. And, and we haven't really even talked about them. But I I know from things that Michael says that. Uh, where I believe it's it's a lot different. So where do they fit in Scripture? Um, my belief is, again, going back to those untils, that until we, as the ecclesia, the governmental body of the kingdom of God on the earth, until we take up our position and begin to bring kingdom into the earth, he's not coming back. And And, and if you want to look at it another way, he has already come back. He is in you. He is in me. That's true. And like I said, it's Christ in us working through us before he comes to us. So we can't wait for this. I don't believe that we can wait for this physical manifestation of Christ to come to us and bring an army of, you know, army of that's going to, you know, destroy the earth and everything. No, that's that's what we're supposed to be doing. And when that's done, then he will be coming. Yes. And I just uh, again challenge you to look at all that we have it all in our teachings we lay it out pretty clearly in scripture um there's a lot of things unfortunately that we believe as a church that really 
has come from Greek Gnosticism. It's come from yeah. know, so many different things. We just don't even realize that it's, you know, such a big part of the church, and yet it has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. That's right. Yeah. Gil, would you pray for the audience um, that is so hungry for more of this? Uh, Troy is saying scripture is a multidimensional word. Yes. I think we agree on more like than people think, actually, that there's so many I don't knows, actually, in the Bible that I have to just very much just take a seat and look at what other people are getting. And yeah. um, thank you, Karen, for posting. On Facebook, you'll see the uh, Ultimate Impact link, but go to Kingdom Talks Media dot net sorry i keep saying dot com um subscribe oh, it is dot com kingdom talks dot com oh okay i don't know why it said net dash net okay yeah kingdom um kingdom talks dot com mm -hmm. and gil would do you want to just close this out with a prayer and, and just bless everybody yeah yeah so father i just thank you for what you were doing <laughs> and so even now when when i pray i just Immediately, I'm in the presence of the Father in his throne room, and I feel that he's speaking, and as he's speaking, I'm, I'm mouthing the words, and they're coming out. <laughs> so this is the Father's heart to each one of you, that you would come and that you would see him, that you would come and see him often, that you would learn to be in his presence all the time, and that he's not judgmental against you. He loves you so dearly. He wants you to come and join him in the heavens, that in that process, you will learn who you are. And as you learn who you are, you will become confident in the way Father has created you. You will become so, more, so much more fulfilled in what he has created you for because we each have our place in the body. And when we each take our place in the body, he will have his ultimate impact. But he won't have his ultimate impact until you discover who you are and can engage completely with your own identity in him. So father, I just pray right now for each one of them, each person who hears this, who is listening, who listens later, that they would just be blessed with a sudden download and understanding that they can know who they are and they can find fulfillment and purpose that goes far beyond anything that they've ever experienced in their life. As they begin to engage with you on the other side of the veil. Thank you, Father, for making that possible through Yeshua. And Yeshua, thank you for your sacrifice that you made in order to be the door and that through you and in you, we have total permission and an expectation from the Father to come and join him in the heavens and to remain there in our consciousness so that we can live out the lives of who we really are on this earth. In Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Glory. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Thank you very much, Gil. Um, I'll just, if I can just talk to you for two minutes off air, and then we'll yeah. uh, turn off the live streams. Guys, you guys are so cool. I'm really thankful for the, the audience. And don't forget to share this link with everybody so that people can hear this, this talk. Because um, Gil interviews people all the time, and I just... Really wanted to finally just sit down with him and let him share some of the goodies. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Believe me, he's got so much more. So tune in to Kingdom Talks um, also on YouTube and everywhere. Subscribe to their everything. And you have an Instagram now, too, that you're starting up as well. Yes, apparently we do. 
Okay. Yes. I, Karen, Karen Britt is absolutely awesome. Her and Precious uh, over in Africa, those two have just been going at it on oh. the social media side and they're doing things that I'm like, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> they're doing important. some amazing things. I love yep. what they're doing. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm um, amazed at how many people only use certain platforms. So as, as many as you can get out there, like DD on Twitch says, great message, Gregory Allen. Follow Jesus, Troy Dimecheck, everybody listening on YouTube. But then we've got other platforms. And so the more the merrier, you know, just get the word of the good news out there wherever you can and invite everybody in for a big old party at the Coliseum, Gills Mountain. Don't miss it. <laughs> Five million o'clock spirit time, 27th week of November, 50th month of the thing. Anyway. We're all doing stuff in the spirit more than the flesh. It's really, really awesome, though, to see this. This is, this is to me, a sign. Like, what you guys are doing is just, it's like, okay, we, 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 that's like a major, major event, a cataclysmic event for the enemy. Um, joyful fellowship for everybody, especially when everybody's so locked down, so miserable, so lonely. Mm, and then they yeah. get to come and feel like, wow, I've got a church. You know, I can go on there. Yeah you have like your own Facebook thing almost like it's your own social media world that I wish I had more time to engage in. But for people that aren't doing what I'm doing, you could go in there and just fellowship with people, yep. meet your future husband or wife or both. <laughs> Wait, no, not that Be careful. Um, you know, this is what we're doing. So this is what Gil's doing, but uh, we'll get, he needs your help to get the word out. So join there and we'll be, uh, we'll be back pretty soon. All right. All right. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Honor everybody. you and bless you. Love you, man. Love you guys. Hold on, Gail. Don't go yet. Just because she ain't going to